Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Wherever you are in the world, welcome back to The Caring Economy with me, Toby Eusning. Today, we have a guest from India, Nixon Joseph. He is the president and the chief operating officer of the SBI Foundation, which is the State Bank of India Foundation in Mumbai. Uh, Nixon, welcome to The Caring Economy. Thank you, thank you. It's so a pleasure. Nixon Tell us a little bit about your narrative, how a young boy in India uh, grows a career to become the president and chief operating officer of one of the largest foundations in the country. It's a very long journey. I joined uh, State Bank of India, which is India's largest bank, in 1985 as a probationary officer. So I was posted to the northeastern part of India which is less developed compared to other parts of India. So as a young person, it was quite challenging to be there. I was uh, initially in a state called Mizoram, mm -hmm. which is bordering Bangladesh. There I saw people living, fighting with nature. It laid foundations for me to face the challenges in life. Hmm. Because in my initial posting in Mizoram, I still remember electricity was available in that place only for uh, three to four hours. Water was scarce. The language was quite different. It was only Mizo. Mm -hmm. No English or no Hindi. So all these were challenges which I faced in my initial years, which prepared me to have a very good career in the bank because it prepared me to face the challenges in the bank. And there from Mizoram, I got deputed to the SBI office in Bahrain mm. for two years. It was quite uh, like a different uh, environment from uh, Northeast of India to a very well advanced Bahrain. Mm. And then uh, I came back, I was in Chennai, mm -hmm. I was in Cochin, I was in Trivandrum, and then I was in Mumbai SBI headquarters. All these years, I was uh, focused, like focusing on corporate credit. And in uh, SBI headquarters, I was uh, looking after corporate credit policies. Okay. So there, I laid the foundation of the bank focusing on green banking. Mm. Very that relevant. was the time when uh, carbon credit and all were being introduced into India. Mm -hmm. And I'm very proud to tell that among the public sector banks, State Bank of India was the first one to have a carbon credit policy. And I am uh, really proud that I only prepared mm -hmm. that policy for India's largest bank. That is awesome. And it's more relevant than ever today with the uh, the race to zero and decarbonization and climate challenges. Yes. yes. And then from Mumbai, I went to Japan. I was in Tokyo, State Bank of India. I was heading the Tokyo branch. And there I found Japanese people taking a lot of care for the environment. Mm -hmm. That also influenced me a lot. I also found the Japanese culture quite interesting. <laughs> like they're very like disciplined. Very punctual mm -hmm. and taking care of their body also like anything. I used to see people working out, swimming, uh, jogging, cycling, etc. Even like at very like late ages, like 70s, 80s, 90s, 
year old people like when when we see such scenes we get inspired yes. in fact that has inspired me a lot and uh, that could be one reason why i'm uh, doing marathons in a bigger uh, manner yeah you did the marathon last weekend even we'll come back to yeah. that yeah yes yeah. and then from japan uh, four years in japan i was again posted to meghalaya in northeast india which was a less developed which is a less developed state mm-hmm. and uh, i was in charge of 42 branches of state bank of india and it uh, like i had to motivate a team of 425 members being undeveloped having less facilities mm-hmm. many of the colleagues were not very happy working in such an environment mm-hmm. but then as it like uh, tested my abilities as a leader i had to motivate them and i'm very proud to tell that i could mold a very good dynamic team mm-hmm. in meghalaya and that is something i remember with uh, like uh, with lot of pride and then from there i came back to mumbai where i was asked whether i am int- i would be interested in joining sba foundation and the position which was offered to me was coordinator of sbi youth for india fellowship mm-hmm. where we are to mentor 100 highly educated youths every year that is quite different from corporate banking and retail banking oh, yes, so is. i thought this is something which will challenge me and i thought this will be almost like running a college of 100 young people mm-hmm. so i grabbed the opportunity and i was a coordinator of sbi youth for india fellowship it was a great like experience mm-hmm. because i found highly educated youth who were like educated in harvard stanford columbia or london school of economics or youths well settled in their careers living their lucrative careers to do something for the society mm-hmm. to give back to society go to rural areas of india and my job was to mentor them because it's quite challenging for highly educated youths from cities metros and all to go to rural areas and be there for 12 months and the role for me was to mentor them see that they continue this 13 months journey mm-hmm. comfortably seamlessly it was quite a like interesting um, uh, experience and then later i became the president of sbi foundation where i am looking after all the csr programs of this day foundation wow. and i should tell that sbi foundation is the csr arm of state bank of india yes and its group companies Yes. So uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, today we're honored to have Nixon Joseph with us. He's the president of the SBI Foundation, president and chief operating officer. The SBI Foundation is the CSR we're learning and uh, foundation arm of the State Bank of India, India's largest state bank. Nixon, give our listeners on the caring economy, please, a little bit of context in terms of how big the bank is, maybe numbers of employees, offices, so they know... <laughs> how awesome your daily task is in fact state bank of india is the largest bank in india we have more than 22150 branches we have more than 58000 atms we have more than 250000 employees wow. we have more than 440 million customers say that again we have 240 million customers. 440 million customers wow almost half a billion customers yes 
and we have a 22% of the market share as far as deposits are concerned and almost 20% market share as far as loans are concerned. Right. And when you talk about Nixon with the foundation, what are some of the main uh, pillars or objectives of the SBI foundation? The SBI foundation was chartered by SBI in 19, 2015 to give focus to CSR activities. It's like a matter of great pride to tell that SBI, State Bank of India, was doing CSR activities since 1973. Social responsibility is deeply ingrained in the culture of the bank. Mm -hmm. And when SBI Foundation was started, the mandate given was to bring positive change, positive difference in the lives of the marginalized and the vulnerable. And we, what in SBI Foundation we did is that aligning all our programs to the Sustainable Development Goals. The UN Sustainable Development Goals, yep. Yes, and uh, we have a. Uh, three flagship programs. Mm -hmm. One is SBI Youth for India Fellowship, where we take 100 highly educated youths every year and connect them to rural aspirations. Mm -hmm. What we do is that we tell these fellows to go to remote villages, understand the problems, note down 10 pressing issues in the villages, and try to address at least one of these issues. So at the end of the year, you find that 100 pressing issues of the rural areas have been addressed by our 100 fellows. Mm -hmm. They come out with the projects, pilot it, make it successful, and make it sustainable and live after 12 months. Mm -hmm. Here, I should tell that one of the like uh, matters of great pride is that at least 10% of them become social entrepreneurs. They keep on rocking. I have a very good story, successful story of one youth who is a postgraduate in mechanical engineering. Mm -hmm. He became a fellow and after the fellowship, he went back to the village, started a social enterprise involving bamboo craftsmen. Hmm. That means he has given livelihood of bamboo craftsmen. Similarly, there are many other successful stories under this program. And there is a, like another uh, significant fact is that 65 to 70% of the fellows are young girls who are willing to go to remote parts of India with the passion to bring change. Mm -hmm. And uh, our second fellowship program, a uh, second uh, uh, mm -hmm. program is the SBI Gram Seva. That is adoption of villages. We have adopted 75 villages all over India. These are all in remote places. Mm -hmm. We are intervening in various areas so that we bring holistic development. And at the end of the three-year period, the program is sustainable with the involvement of the community. Mm -hmm. The program is owned by the community from the beginning itself. Okay. Whatever programs are implemented there are as per the requirements of the community. Okay. So we see a lot of change because the community begins to feel that this is our project. We have to be change makers. Mm -hmm. we, use, we should use the resources available in the villages and bring change. 
So this is ingrained among the community in all the three years, and the program is owned by the community. Mm -hmm. And the third uh, uh, flagship program which we are having is the SBI Center of Excellence for Persons with Disability, where we are trying to empower the persons with disability and removing barriers to employment and employability of persons with disabilities. So, uh, so in this connection, we have uh, recently tied up with Microsoft and we are training 500 persons with disability and preparing them for the banking finance insurance sector. Hmm. The fourth program which we have started is in response to COVID, oh, yeah. where we are focusing on improving the health infrastructure in India, as well as providing relief activities to those who are affected by COVID. Mm -hmm. Have you had to um, go remote with your operations? How, how has COVID on a practical day-to-day -day basis affected the State Bank of India Foundation's um, operations? See, we are spread all over India. And therefore, SBA Foundation also implements programs all over India. Mm -hmm. And we, like uh, being a public sector bank, the foundation of a public sector bank, we see that we reach areas which are not reached by others. Mm -hmm. So Northeastern India, areas like Ladakh, JNK, or really undeveloped areas, all these become our operational uh, focus areas. Mm -hmm. We have programs in all the states in India. COVID has impacted our functioning to some extent in the sense that we won't be able to go to travel to these locations frequently as we could do earlier. Mm -hmm. So most of the monitoring ha have to happen online. And you in made... that way, it, uh, it would have affected the implementation of the project to some extent. Mm -hmm. Though we have been continuing our uh, projects without any stop, it's my view that if like uh, our monitoring would have like uh, has been affected to some extent because of COVID. Yes. Because our travels have been uh, restricted. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, stay with us after this break. We have a great guest today from India, Mr. Nixon Joseph. Uh, welcome back to The Caring Economy. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're thrilled to have Nixon Joseph with us. He is the President and Chief Operating Officer of SBI Foundation. The SBI Foundation is the CSR arm and foundation of the State Bank of India, which is India's largest bank. If you could envision having almost a half a billion customers, Nixon is someone you need to know. Nixon, tell me a little bit about this whole phenomenon. I have to believe that your bank, your foundation have been a critical part of India's gradual climb into modern, cutting edge, technologically driven economics and business. You don't go from zero to 100 overnight. You have to have finance. You have to have access to capital. You have to have a way to elevate people, educate people, engage people. And India is doing that with democratic values shared like with the United States. Can you talk a little bit about sort of philosophically about the, ro the role of the foundation in that effort of India to modernize and to compete globally? Yes. 
See, uh, SBI Foundation, as I told, was started with the mandate of bringing a positive change in the lives of the marginalized and the vulnerable. And our parent organization is State Bank of India, which is the largest bank in India. But we have always thought that being the largest bank, title is not enough. It should be accessible to every Indian. Mm -hmm. So what bank has done is bank is giving a lot of focus on opening accounts, improving the financial literacy of people. Mm -hmm. In fact, SBI is having more than 341 financial literacy centers all across India. Tell and us it is a matter of pride that... Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Tell us in a little bit about those literacy centers and what happens there and what they look like. Uh, if you want, you can come back to that, but that's fascinating to hear about. And uh, it is a matter of pride that uh, like in the year 2020, 29,995 financial literacy camps were held all across India. 29,995. So what happens in these financial literacy centers and financial literacy camps is that it is a fact that many of the marginalized people, they are not aware of what is bank account. What, what is the benefit which accrues if you have a bank account? How to obtain loans? What are the credit facilities such a big bank like SBI is offering? Mm -hmm. How can you do bank transactions? How can you do digital transactions? So all these things are taught or uh, uh, like uh, facts regarding this are spread. Awareness is increased about this amongst the people. Mm -hmm. So that is a very good uh, initiative in empowering marginalized people because they come to know the benefits of having bank account. They come to know how to avail credit facilities without involving middlemen mm -hmm. and how to obtain loans, etc., to start their own micro enterprises. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you're so the, um, there's it's plenty of uh, Bollywood fodder to see the films with these middlemen who are the often the bad and it usually is guys who are the exploiters of the on the unbanked so that it is quite a noble thing to let people have a neutral, so to speak, uh, provider or partner for their. Yes, finances. yes, that is that. And also, we know, like India has a lot of developmental challenges, mm -hmm. our education system, health. Uh, all these require a lot of strengthening. So from foundation, what we do is like we implement programs which would improve the quality of education in uh, the schools. We try to have digital classrooms. As regards the health also, we try to see whether digital interventions can improve health access. Mm -hmm like uh, telecare, et cetera, are being implemented. 
So various ways SBI Foundation is trying to make some impact, positive impact mm -hmm. in the Indian environment. Yes. Um, Nixon, it's been a few years since I was uh, last in Mumbai. I think it was about four years ago, five years ago. Um, and then it was maybe two years in that the 2% law had taken place in India. And I wonder if you might explain to our listeners a little bit about the 2% law and how corporations in India are practicing it, if at all, the CSR law. See, yes, in um, 2014, the Companies Act was amended. And then it was made mandatory by the government that 2% of the profit of companies having a turnover of 1,000 crores or a capital of 500 crores or a net profit of 5 crores. And tell us crores, I forget the volume, it's a huge number. Uh, a crore equals how many? Uh, One crore is equal to 10 million. Dollars or, or uh, ru rupees. If you are having a capital of uh, 5,000 uh, 5, crores, mm -hmm. 5,000 million, Mm -hmm. And if you are having a profit of 50 million rupees, then you have to spend 2% uh, of your profit, average profit of the last three years towards CSR activities. Mm -hmm. And is it happening? Are people doing it? Are banks, are organizations? Initially, there was a hesitancy in doing CSR activities or setting about 2% of the profit for CSR mm -hmm. activities. But then, it has evolved and I am uh, very happy to note that major majority of the companies are trying to do CSR in a really effective manner, mm -hmm. implementing impactful CSR activities. Mm -hmm. And right. over a period also, the government is all, has also made changes and is see, ensuring that the 2% set apart is really effectively used for CSR activities. Mm -hmm. so so, in case you are not spending the 2%, you have to mention in your uh, annual report why you have not spent that. Mm -hmm. Well, it's wonderful to hear that it's not only being done, but it's being done in a, in a, a deliberate and thoughtful way versus what I would characterize as greenwashing or, or window dressing. Um, there's too much time that could be wasted in resources when so much needs to be done, not just in a developing country, but in the world. Um, I'd like to go back to your green bond work and, um, and that you talked about being a young man in rural India and being sort of sparked by the interaction with nature uh, and that later manifests itself in these green bonds. What, how how are you personally approaching sort of nature these days? It sounds like a runner, like-minded soul with me, having done marathons, you want to be outdoors and with nature. Is that a is that a way of practicing your sort of appreciation for nature? Of course. See, what I found is, uh, is that uh, when you run long distance, you get an opportunity to enjoy nature in all its forms. Mm -hmm. you come to see a lot of sceneries, natural sceneries, you enjoy the running uh, course, 
and you are not like wasting any of the natural resources mm -hmm. so like i i never uh, go to a gym or workout place and uh, do my running i don't never use a treadmill for uh, running because i find that it the like, uh, running outside is a very sustainable way <laughs> you don't use uh, you don't draw any resources from nature yeah also you are also not like there is no need to spend so much resources also you just have to have a running pair of running shoes and yeah. then just uh, enjoy the run yeah so i that, that one way of admiring nature and also i don't uh, put lot of pressure on me that i should complete within uh, three hours or four hours or that pressure of time is not there on me i just want to enjoy the run enjoy the nature and complete my run yeah that i feel is a very good way of admiring nature enjoying nature and also being sustainable that's awesome i agree i um I, when i was younger doing marathons i i was competitive with myself so i I think 312 was my best ever for the New York City Marathon. But now I'm much more about, at a minimum, just walking wherever I am. And walking also, for those who aren't able to run or are runners in our audience, certainly walking is that way to be with nature, to be in a community, but also to get a little bit of exercise. So um, I'd also like to add, again, ladies and gentlemen, today we have Nixon Joseph. He is the president of SBI Foundation, president and chief operating officer. The SBI Foundation is the a CSR arm and foundation of the State Bank of India, the largest bank in India with nearly half a billion customers. Um, Nixon, talk to us a little bit about, um, perhaps going back again to those earlier days, mentors or a person or people who sort of shaped you in a pivotal way. Was there a, a person who, a, a boss, a teacher, a, a relative or a neighbor who really had an immeasurable impact on your career trajectory? I feel it's my dad who has influenced me a lot. Mm -hmm. Because I used to see as a child, his hardworking nature, always doing some like activities. I've never seen him sitting lazy. <laughs> He's always uh, like uh, energetic doing this thing or uh, that thing. That uh, like the trait of being active being energetic and uh, do like a lot of hard work mm -hmm. and also he focused on uh, like um, impressed on me to read a lot mm -hmm. so all these have helped me in molding my career mm -hmm. i also i have made it a point not to remain lethargic Great. That is why I uh, took to this long distance running only because of that, because you'll have to practice a lot for this and all. So you remain always active. And I do more than uh, four full marathons a year. But throughout the year, I am uh, practicing for uh, running a marathon and keeps me active. And uh, reading books, all these improves your uh, knowledge, etc. Mm -hmm. And uh, during the lockdown period itself, like since uh, March 2020, I have participated in 160 webinars till now as guest speaker. Terrific. Why I did that was also to keep myself active. 
to read a lot, to prepare for the webinars, etc. And also knowing from others, those who listen to us, their perspectives. Mm -hmm. So all these have been keeping me active during this lockdown period also. What I want to stress is that being active, being energetic, read a lot, do your work with full passion. Mm -hmm. All these I learned my, from my dad mm -hmm. and he's my mentor. That's awesome. And also, um, you obviously are doing a job that has a great deal of empathy in it because you're engaging with so many of your, your fellow citizens. So truly wonderful to have you today on The Caring Economy. Um, I'm, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let Nixon Joseph, our guest today, have the last word on our show. Um, maybe it's a great book recommendation or uh, words of inspiration that your father shared with you. But Nixon Joseph, President and Chief Operating Officer of the State Bank of India Foundation in Mumbai, what might you want to say to our audience here in the caring economy today as a final thought? I feel that it's not only really corporates. All of us individuals have a responsibility to the society. So when we focus on corporate social responsibility, all of us think only corporates have a role towards society. The achievement of sustainable development goals each of us have a responsibility and uh, we should integrate at least some of these goals into our daily life and it's possible also mm -hmm. for a better planet for uh, giving a very good life to future generations we have to do that and to all the young people who are listening to me i should tell that never give up here here life is life is not a sprint it is a marathon. So a lot of disappointments, ups and downs will come. Never, never give up. I have proved from my life, I started marathon running at the age of 45. And last Sunday, I completed my 50th full marathon. I could do it with determination. And determination is the key to all achievements in life. Thank you. Here, thank you, Nixon Joseph.